what you need But I never met a woman with so much grief Hey mama Hey mama, hey Hey mama, I've seen you around Messing with all the poor boys in this town Hey mama Hello, humans. Welcome back uh, to the Slackline Quote of the Day podcast. Uh, you are here with the boss. The boss, boss. is coming! That's a made-up, dumb f***ing fairy tale name, you f***ing... It is uh, January 9th, uh, 2018, and we are here... Uh, yeah, just talking about some quotes and some different things we, we read or hear on the street or I read and hear on the street, hear from our friends, whatever it is that uh, that piques our interest. Uh, yesterday we chatted a little bit about uh, about love and uh, nihilism and existentialism because we, uh, we were prompted by a, a quote by uh, Friedrich Nietzsche uh, and, uh, and we kind of went off. Uh, I ended up on a tangent more along the lines of... Uh, of uh, creating happiness between partners and stuff, and so uh, we're we're choosing a quote along those lines today. Uh, but uh, but first, we uh, we are brought to you today by Aunt Aggie's bottled joy, uh, made with pure water from the Himalayas and a touch of a mother's tears of happiness. Uh, that is Aunt Aggie's bottled joy, uh, guaranteed to uh, to lift your spirits. Uh, maybe there's a little spirits in there too. Uh, yeah, and that brings us to our quote. Uh, the quote is from U.S. writer Agnes Replier. Replier. Um, I'm not sure if they use the French pronunciation or not. I, I looked around on uh, on uh, <laughs> Google to see if uh, see if somebody had the pronunciation somewhere, but I couldn't find it. Uh, so yeah, that is uh, that's Agnes uh, Replier. Uh, it is not easy to find happiness in ourselves. And it is not possible to find it elsewhere. <coughs> Again, that is Agnes Replier, a U.S. Uh, writer and essayist. And, uh, she's actually illiterate to the age of 10 um, and uh, had been expelled uh, from multiple schools for quote-unquote independent behavior, according to the great Wikipedia. Uh, I know it's not a great source. I don't know. I don't really care. Uh, but yeah, so... She brings us our quote today. Again, that is, it is not easy to find happiness within ourselves and it is not possible to find elsewhere. Uh, it's kind of a kind of a sad quote, <laughs> if you take it the wrong way, I think. Um, but it, it does lead in from the end of our, the end of the, the cast from yesterday. Uh, I was chatting just about, uh, you know, how people can, can, well, I was chatting basically about a depression and being in a relationship with somebody in a depression and um, how that uh, how that spiral of you know kind of lack of self worth can lead to uh, you know just just all around destructive behavior for yourself and kind of the people around you and uh, and I mean in relation to the last podcast it was about how love you know can irrationally help you stick around with people like that that are that are in destructive modes um and uh and i mean today is kind of about getting out of that 
that happiness can only be found within ourselves, even though it's not easy. And I don't, I, but the thing is, is I kind of disagree that it's not easy. Like we, uh, we make all the choices for ourselves as to what will or will not make us happy. Um, I mean, you can argue that there are, are outside forces, of course, and things that are out of our control, but how we use, how we choose to um, react and accept those things and relates to, you know, our happiness going forward, even something like as, as happy as getting married. I mean, that might be the happiest day of your life. And so what does that say about your marriage? Right? Like it, you have these kind of peaks and valleys of, of happiness and, and depression throughout your life. And it's kind of all about just how you, how you kind of bounce back from that. You could spend the rest of your marriage, you know, crying about how, <laughs> the the first night of it was was the best night uh or you can you know kind of lift yourself out of that and and uh and strive to make every day better than the first day uh which is kind of what what i take from the quote is more or less that like the finding happiness in ourselves doesn't really come from uh creating it for ourselves out of uh you know, stuff or or money or or even like friends and family and stuff like that. If you if you're pursuing that stuff, if you're pursuing those things, um, you know, truthfully, then I think that you you know are happy, whether or not those things are are necessarily working out the way that you want them to. Uh, you can always kind of dig into the solace that you are, that you are pursuing, whatever it is you're wanting, and that's not that's not just about like jobs that's you know it's about love or, or, or family or anything um like if you don't pursue those things out of fear they'll say no or or you don't pursue family out of fear you'll be a good parent or or you know you don't pursue anything because of fear of change even though uh in a state of unhappiness you you would want change or should want change um but uh but even the idea that that things are going to change drastically can be scary enough to to keep somebody in in a uh you know a comfortable but you know maybe unhappy position i mean i know i was in a state like that for a long time and at, at, at an old career um that was you know technically a good job and uh i was supporting myself and then some and um but like the actual nature of the job is, is something that i you know i just fundamentally disagreed with it was uh it was investment banking and it was uh you know i just didn't like being a part of this you know perpetuating this wealth gap and so every day was a little bit more soul-sucking for me every day and every day and uh you know kind of like i mentioned last cast i was with a, a, a wonderful girl at the time and i just couldn't you know enjoy it at that time and as i looked into one of the uh the economics of happiness um came across an idea called uh the hedonic treadmill and uh and what that basically says is that as we acquire as we acquire more as part of our daily habits uh they cease to be enjoyable and become needs and the loss of them hits us harder uh than the happiness gained from having them so uh, that can relate to stuff, things like cell phones that have become like a habitual part of our life versus a luxury. Um, <coughs> or that can be something like a loved one. Uh, somebody that, uh, you know, it was great at the beginning. You worked hard for, you know, to, ma to make things work. <coughs> and then you get into a mode of 
complacency and and uh and and taking things for granted and you know seeing them every day is not as enjoyable as it you know used to be when you saw each other every couple days or whatever um so it just becomes kind of a staple of your life it's just there it's just a thing um and you don't enjoy it as much and then all of a sudden it's gone and and that's much more devastating uh than than even the happiness gained from uh from from getting it in the first place and so uh you know I, I think the lesson there is to kind of is to enjoy things while you have them you know and and to uh to appreciate things that you know we kind of take for granted all the time and again like we talk about love and whatever but that's uh that's just part of it you know friends and family that maybe you haven't talked to in a while uh you know i don't know i know i don't really talk to my parents as much as i should uh and i'm sure that's true for most people in my age group um and even friends like i remember being in that state of depression and not even wanting to see my own friends uh i don't know like again it kind of comes down to self-worth like uh i just didn't want to you know go and and i just didn't want to go didn't want to hang out with with anybody but but my my girlfriend like she wanted to hang out with my friends she wanted to hang out with her friends um and i just i was in a mode of (coughs) of uh yeah it's tough to explain why uh when you're talking about you kind of get into a thought process of well i don't uh it's too far gone you know like i could see the writing on the wall you know the girlfriend doesn't love me anymore the friends um i mean they'll always be there they're lifelong friends um you know a lot of times those types of people you know they're the ones that give you the tough love which is which is sometimes what you need and then you know uh you know for my own personal experience i was forced to make a pretty not forced i um i made the decision to make a pretty dramatic change in my life and so um i feel happier for it uh and i'm in a worse position financially i'm in a, uh you know a uh, uh a more volatile life situation um but uh but you know it's slowly bringing me back to a a place of 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 happiness and i think that the lesson there is you know just (laughs) it sounds so cliche and just like a a go for it yolo type thing uh kind of like what uh uh what uh, Jean Paul Sartre said from uh, from last week is just like well if, if none of it really matters then uh, then you might as well just just go for it and so yeah bringing it back to uh, you know the ease of finding happiness within ourselves like um, you know it's it's really about exploring what what actually does make you happy and and whether or not uh, you're willing to not willing to whether or not you want to do those things. And whether or not you are going to uh, pursue those things, um, you know, and, and that again, that doesn't just mean doesn't just mean career-wise. Like most people feel better about doing something and not getting paid versus getting paid. Um, you know, uh, as far as well, you know, you do a favor for a friend, help them move or something like that, um, and and if they offer you like. 50 bucks at the end of the day it's kind of like well i mean that's nice but i was here as a favor 
and and I don't know, he'd probably even reject the money and be like, no, let's just go have a beer, buy me a beer or something like that. So, um, you know, doing that favor for a friend, <coughs> even doing something for, for people that you don't know, it can have an even a greater effect. You know, you always hear of people stopping to help, you know, people on the side of the road with blown tires or... Uh, you know, I used to volunteer uh, at a few different things, hockey coaching, food banks, and stuff like that. And uh, it was always, I don't know, that's all it's just gives you a, a happy feeling. Um, there's no other way to explain it uh, other than just uh, it gives you joy to to know that you're helping somebody in some way. One time I remember dressing up as Santa for this thing for work. Uh, and going around to some neighborhoods where everybody had uh, everybody in our office had you know chipped in for a bunch of uh, gifts for for less fortunate people and I went around as Santa in this in this silly costume and, and delivered these uh, uh, presents to some families and stuff and just like that the happiness that you see on people's faces when you do stuff like that is like you know if I came back from uh, from that day and they were like well here's an extra you know 100 bucks or whatever for going out and doing that i don't know like <laughs> i'd probably again like i'd probably reject that i mean usually payment for those types of things is inconsequential anyways and if you're you're being paid a lot of money to do something like that then it's probably you know your full-time job anyways um and a lot of times those those types of you know full-time jobs end up being born out of of those types of things like um you know people that end up you know working for nonprofits uh or people that end up uh you know like like i said i used to coach like if if you if you ended up wanting to you know coach in a sport or something like that then starting as a volunteer at the bottom is kind of the, <coughs> the way to do it if you weren't a, a professional player or something like that so um yeah it's uh i th i think that it's kind of easier to find the happiness uh in ourselves than the quote sort of suggests um it i i definitely agree that it's not possible to find elsewhere and and w what i think that is is trying to get at is just uh those things that you gather they're they are not what makes you happy like the uh, the new stuff you get from from the promotion that you got at work is not what makes you happy. What makes you happy is that your value has been seen by other people enough to give you a promotion at work, enough to give you you know a little bit more cash or whatever. Um, it's not, and and you know if your goal was to get that car or was to get that boat, um, that's that's great, that's fine. But again, like your happiness comes from achieving that goal more than it does from the actual joy of riding the boat uh, which uh which i think is kind of what this is getting at uh so again like that type of happiness you know it's not easy to achieve <laughs> enough money to to buy a boat necessarily or whatever um but it's easy to achieve the f the feeling of you know chasing that that goal whatever that is uh you know with authenticity with uh you know wholeheartedly because uh if you're not kind of going full bore at something whether or not it's a boat or love or uh your family or whatever and and whatever that all entails like then that 
again is you're not going to be you're not going to be fully happy and and something like going full bore at your family would mean yeah i do you know i go full bore at my job and that makes me happy because it's making my family happy um you know i get to provide these things for like vacations and uh you know extracurricular activities for my kids and that type of thing um and and if somebody gets joy out of that and and you know they're able to maybe put up with the job that wasn't their dream or 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 whatever like because their happiness isn't built from that their happiness is built from providing joy for their family and so whatever they have to do to do that gives that person happiness and and that's just as fine as you know somebody that gets happiness from you know swimming through piles of money or somebody that gets happiness from uh sitting in their room painting or 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 whatever it is uh you know it, it's it's totally within ourselves and i think that kind of comes back to the the quote it's not possible to find elsewhere because only you really know what's what will make you happy and and even sometimes we don't know that you you have to explore it within yourself it's not something that you just know intrinsically oh yes uh if i have a child i will be happy or oh yes if i if i write that novel i will be happy like it's not necessarily how it works you have to i mean if you think those things will do it then you go for them and then you you find out later on whether or not it fulfilled you uh but yeah so <coughs> maybe we'll leave it there for today uh, that quote again is it is not easy to find happiness within ourselves and is not possible to find elsewhere and that is from Agnes Repelier or Repelier or Repelier uh, Repelier they gave me a bunch of different pronunciations on YouTube I'm going to go with uh, Repelier I'm, I'm sure that was the original uh, original context of it so yeah that quote again is brought to us by Aunt Aggie's Bald Joy uh, made with pure water from the Himalayas and just a touch of a mother's tears of happiness. Uh, that is Aunt Aggie's Bottled Joy. Uh, you've been listening to the Slackline Quote of the Day. Uh, this is the boss. The boss is coming! That's a made-up, dumb f***ing fairytale name, you f***ing... We'll be back tomorrow. Uh, thanks to Cooker Spies for providing some music. And uh, we are out. Uh, hope everybody has a good rest of the day.
I'm a man. 